Welcome to episode 78 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You must determine the place you are in is not the place where you will stay. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me today. We are going to talk about five forward years or five forward motions to moving forward. Last week, I laid a little bit of a foundation for you from Exodus, the 14th chapter, where God instructed Moses in the midst of the people's cries to go forward. I believe if we could hear the Spirit of God in our life, no matter what's going on, He is always telling us to go forward. How do you go forward? How do you get unstuck? Have you ever been stuck? I, there's times in my life where I felt I've just been stuck. I've got glue on my feet, it seems like. And no matter what I'm doing, I'm not just, I'm putting effort in, but I'm really not making any progress. And I think we do hit seasons like that. And so out of this, you know, I'm going to share some life examples that have really helped me. And I think that they will help you. Number one, and this is really critical. This is first gear. You must determine the place you are in is not the place you will stay. You must determine that, not circumstances, not someone else. You must decide that here I am, I'm in this place spiritually, I'm in this place vocationally, I'm in this place ministerially, I'm in this place relationally, whatever it is, I just am not going to stay here. I'm going to kind of pack up my bags and move on. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be abrupt, but it does mean it does have to be intentional. You have to decide that. Waiting for things to change is usually not a good plan. And uh, I know from my own life, when uh, Penny and I were just married a few years, we were actually planting uh, our second church, but we were living about an hour away from where we were at, and we realized we really had to move. And we'd been into this for about two years, uh, and it just was not working real good, us being so far away from the place that we were planting and the people that we were trying to be around and to disciple. And we had our little house on the market for sale, and uh, to say we were getting no action would be an understatement. Now, the economy was really bad, and people were not buying homes at that time, uh, but we were getting like no action at all. And we had a cute little house. It was certainly uh, a, a decent home, you know, not not no great home, but it was certainly uh, nice. You know, Penny made a nice home out of it for us. So it wasn't that our living conditions were bad. It's that that house did not fit where we needed to be. And uh, so we had finally made a very serious decision that we were going to move with the house unsold, which was going to take every spare penny we had to pull off because, you know, we were going to have to pay two mortgages or do something. But we realized that this thing was holding us back and we were just not willing to stay there anymore. You know, we had, we had worked for two years to try to move and it wasn't happening. And I was leaving to go on a trip to the Soviet Union. Uh, this is before the Iron Curtain fell. So at that time, it was hard to get in and out. And so usually when we went, we went for about three weeks at a time. Uh, kind of a grueling trip. But we had uh, purchased a home uh, right before we left. I had closed on that home. And when I got back, we were going to move. 
and literally I was trusting God as to how we were going to pull this off. And so when I got home, some guys from the church came over. We had the U-Haul van backed up. We're unloading our old house. We're packing up. We're moving. Uh, I'm just literally trusting God. And a lady walks up the sidewalk and says, is this the house that's for sale? And I said, yes. Where, where did you hear about it? She said, oh, it's some, it's some pizza shop. <laughs> Make a long story short, she ended up buying that house. Uh, she wrote me a check that day for the down payment. Uh, the real estate company had failed to renew our contract while I was in the Soviet Union. They were supposed to do that. I'd given my wife the power of attorney, and they just neglected to do that. So I didn't even have to deal with them. So it all worked out very good. But I'm telling you, to this day, I know that was a critical mile marker in our life. It really taught us how to trust God. It really taught us how to put the kingdom first. I didn't do it frivolously. I knew there was going to be sacrifice involved. You know, if I had to go out and wash cars or cut grass in the evening uh, to pay the bills, I was going to do it. But there was something bigger than our comfort. There was something bigger than just having a decent place to live. We needed to be in the right place. And that's important. You know, years before that, as a young man, I was 14 years old. You know, I came from a very chaotic uh, family background. Uh, my mother was married and divorced a number of times, and and our home life w w was just crazy. And finally, there was a big incident that happened when I was about 14 years old, and I just walked out of the house that night. I had two dollars in my pocket, and I said, "I'm never, I'm never going back there. I, I can't go back there." And I walked for miles and miles that night. I walked to the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and I stuck out my thumb and I hitchhiked. And I hitchhiked from Pennsylvania to Miami Beach. I was 14 years old. I slept in a Coast Guard chair that night and made my way around. And uh, to make a long story short, I eventually got arrested uh, because some police saw me sleeping in a car. And you're not allowed to do that. And uh, I got sent home. But, you know, as tragic as that situation was, and I don't recommend that young men do that necessarily, but... God put something in me, even as a heathen, that sometimes you just have to break out of something. You, you just can't stay. And what's ironic is about four years later, sleeping in my car as an 18-year-old is, uh, you know, really how I came to the Lord. People that were street preaching, you know, knocking on the window of my car and waking me up in the morning. And, uh, you know, God is good. And I'm telling you that the greatest thing that has to happen if you really want to go forward is that sometimes you've got to leave not only places that are that are uncomfortable, but places that are, are comfortable. In one situation, we left a comfortable place. In the other situation, as a young man, I left a very uncomfortable place. So you must determine the place you're in is a place you are simply not going to stay. You are going to make plans to get out of that situation. If you're in a, a job situation, uh, that's holding you back from doing what God wants you to do, get the, the education you need to get or being involved in the ministry you want to be, you've got to come up with an exit strategy to get out of that place and begin to move forward. In other words, you've got to have a real conviction about it, not a preference. A lot of people say, "This would, I would really like this and I would really like this. Kind of like if it happened and it all kind of just you know worked together uh, automatically. That's not usually how things work for people that make a difference in the kingdom and make a difference in other people's lives. They make some decisions that they're going to leave some things behind.
and begin to move forward so that they do not stay stuck in those same places. Is there a place in your life right now that you're stuck? Look across the, the field of your life. Is there a place you're stuck right now? Is there a place that you are just deciding, I am not going to stay in this place anymore? I'm not going to stay in this place of depression, oppression, suggestion, whatever it is. I am going to move out of this place. I am making a decision to leave this thing behind and begin to move forward. Now, that can be an emotional realm. It can be a financial realm. It can be a physical realm. It can be a vocational realm. It can be any of those realms. But you are the one that has to make that decision. That's how you go forward. The circumstances that we read in Exodus 14, when God told Moses to go forward, uh, they were not pleasant circumstances. And he had to lead a people that didn't necessarily want to go. But see, that's what leaders look like. Leaders lead. They, they carve a path. They make a way. They make a wake so that somebody can follow in their path. You must determine the place you are in is not the place you are going to stay. Is there a place right now in your life that you are no longer willing to stay there? I implore you in the name of Jesus to get an exit strategy and begin to move forward. Listen to God, bow your knee, be sweet, be sensitive, listen to the Holy Spirit, but pack your bags in Jesus' name so you can move forward. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. It's been great to be with you. Uh, if you know a friend uh, that you think would benefit from this podcast, why don't you send it over to them or or maybe even sit down and listen to listen together with them and be a blessing. Have a great week in Jesus' name. Today, Keith continued his discussion on moving forward. You must determine the place you are in is not the place where you will stay. Moving forward doesn't have to be abrupt, but it does have to be intentional. Waiting for things to change is usually not a good plan. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes, or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.